When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Bengals Saints. You think the AFC champs from last year are making the playoffs this year? I do, and I think they're going to lose this game, and then I'm going to bet them to make the playoffs with big plus money after they lose. Oh, because interesting. Their, their schedule, if you go game by game after this Saints game, I think the Bengals are like a lock to finish with 10 or 11 wins. After this game, the way their schedule sets up, they already got the road game at Baltimore out of the way. So let me pull it up. Pull it so, up. So, so right now, Bengals. Two and three. Ba- yeah, well, I know that. Uh, uh, Bengals to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yes, plus 102. No minus 116. So it'll be closer to like two to one if they lose this game, I think. Right. Like plus 180 or something like that. Okay. So go through it. So plus 180. Then they go home Atlanta in Cleveland, home Carolina, in Pittsburgh, in Tennessee. Yeah, they don't have a tough game until home Kansas City. So they could they could easily go four and one or five and oh. And then home Kansas City, home Cleveland, in Tampa, in New England, home Buffalo, home Baltimore. That's a tough end of the schedule. Yeah, the last four weeks are a bitch. But that's, yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough end of the schedule. But but you know, make make playoff. AFC is pretty good. Like do you, do you, do you? I don't know. I think we overvalued it. I don't think the AFC is as hard as I thought it was going to be. But do you think you can get in with nine wins? On tiebreakers, I think you can, yeah. Well, okay, so let's just so you find the nine wins with Falcons would be three, yep. Browns four, Panthers five, Steelers six, Titans seven. Say like Chiefs no, Browns eight. In Tampa, we'll say no. In New England nine, and then you have home home Buffalo, home Baltimore. Got to win one of those. Got to win one of the two. Yeah. For for ten, all right. I like it. I mean, they beat the Chiefs in the in Week Seventeen last year at home. Beat the Bills at home. You can do that. The Dolphins beat them in Miami. Baltimore had them dead to rights. Yeah, beat them away from Orchard Park. All right, all right. I'm interested. I'm interested. No, you're not. I feel like you're just saying that. I feel like you're actually not that interested. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you might need a little bit more than plus one eighty. Is what I was okay. really thinking. But I like I. I like following your bets. I like knowing your bets. You don't share enough of your bets on the pod. I had a seven-leg same-game parlay on the game Thursday night that was going to hit with two minutes left. And if Fields' fumble on that pass had been recovered by Washington, I would have hit it because I had the under on him, and he was at 164. Oh. Yep. Yep. So. All right. I'd like to know about some of these before even if you have to text me on the side so I can just follow some of your bets when, <laughs> when I'm watching because I don't have enough action with myself, uh, evidently. 
I'm a degenerate. Uh, Vikings and Dolphins are next game. Miami rebounding here after the concussion controversy? No, I, I think this thing's lingering. Obviously, Skylar Thompson's going to start, which makes it the controversy and everything that's gone on with those two quarterbacks. It, it's going to affect them again on game day. And don't you think the Mike McDaniel thing is already, you called this. Like, I didn't think that this was going to stick to him. But now there's even the bullshit about them taking the ping pong tables out of the locker room. What are we doing here? Like, they need to get serious, they said, so the games got taken out of their locker room. Like, that's something I'd make fun of, like, Tom Coughlin for doing. <laughs> or Bill Parcells. You know what I mean? Like, what? I thought he was supposed to be the cool guy. Yeah, well, I, didn't, didn't Tyree Kill and like some of the leaders vote on it and say they wanted to remove it? I think he was just the messenger. I think they're saying it was like a player. Well, but still but, though, like, there's they they feel like they need to sit down and have a vote about ping pong tables. If everything was co was copacetic there, they wouldn't need to have a fucking ping pong table vote. Yeah, apparently they're having too much fun. Uh, I remember. I mean, there's just dumb. I things. thought they were the team of fun. I thought they embraced fun. Yeah. Too, well. They've lost back to back, Pony. So they're so they're panicking. They're panicking. Uh, what's the? I remember Romeo Cornell put a sign uh, up in the Chiefs locker room when he was their head coach, and it said, um, "Eliminate bad football." Hmm. And they kept losing games and losing games. And then one day we went into the locker room. And the sign then read, play good football. <laughs> it, it didn't work? No. That is a 100% true story. And we asked him about it. And he was like, well, you know, I tried to take the message, like the negative in the message of bad football and just make it more of a positive message of good football. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So, you know. Desperate teams do desperate things to try to motivate. Got, but the, the, the bottom line is the Dolphins should not feel desperate, but I think this whole concussion thing. I, I, I understand. I just wanted to tell you that, Romeo. Yeah, and I'm happy you did. Thank you. Got, the guy beat Green Bay, and he got millions of dollars as a result of that. Congratulations. I'd like to see some consistency from the Vikings. I'd like to see an impressive win. Like, if you're going up against Skylar Thompson – you know it won't be. You know they'll need like a Greg Joseph 56-yard field goal or something at the horn to beat him. Yeah, but like I'd like to believe there's an NFC team that could turn it on and enter like another team that we could at least have yeah. a conversation about, but I will be shocked if that's G them. Here's an angle to Jags Colts. Do you think Frank Reich, and I'm also going to include their GM Ballard, who gets all kinds of praise. He's like universally loved by everyone. Yep. Do you think either one of those guys or both should be on the hot seat right now? I don't think there's like any any scenario where Ballard is on the hot seat. I mean, really? Yeah, really. I mean, the guy is what? Two drafts removed from drafting Leonard and Nelson in the same draft. Two first team all pros in the same draft Had, hadn't been done since Gail Sayers' draft with Sayers and Butkus in like 1961. He's two years removed from that. His 
franchise quarterback retired in the preseason. Yes, that was years ago. I understand. But that sets back franchises in a, he's, you know, it's been Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz and Matt. He hasn't gotten it right after that, but his team's been too good to have a top flight first round pick. And he keeps going for these veteran guys. It's not working. I wouldn't fire him for that. Uh, but Reich is a different story. Like, I think that, I think that personnel men who you think are above average to good to obviously, like you said, his reputation is great, but it's just a little bit harder to find. And whereas coaches, we know that there's a few difference makers, a huge middle class and some guys that are just totally incompetent that get fired every few years. So like if Frank Reich is not proving to be a difference maker and an elevator offensively, I could see him being gone, let go 10 times more likely than, than wow. Ballard. Yeah, man, I was gonna say the I was gonna say the opposite because I mean because even of the Reich, veteran quarterbacks that I like. Well, even though Reich had a connection to Wentz, Ballard had to trade the pick to get him. Yep, and then the Ryan deal to take on all that money, and his whole philosophy of building up front. They put all this money in the line. The left tackle is terrible. He's awful. Uh, after Eric Fisher left, uh, you know, even the interior of the line has not played well. So I just think that's a tough thing to put on the coach when you're telling him to work with a different quarterback every year. And the so-called strength of the team isn't that good. So I, I don't know. I, I, I get the sense that it's one of those organizations where maybe because their fan base isn't as rabid like in bloodthirsty as it would be in like a Philadelphia or someplace like that, that those guys will survive. Yeah. But I do think they're kind of getting a free pass because most football media people have just kind of made up their minds that Reich and Ballard are good, almost no matter what the results tell them. I think that that is reasonable. I, if, if both were fired tomorrow, who would have more job offers by the end of the day? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I would say probably Ballard. Me too. And I don't think it's close, which is why I think it's less likely that it's that he gets fired. And you might say that's just all on reputation, you know, but yeah. Um I think I think I think Ballard ha- has ha- has more would have more offers, would have more interest. Um what's this is our last game? Yep. Panthers Rams. Who's Carolina's next ho- coach or who would you hire? The top candidate well, so isn't Tepper the richest? Well, he was until the Walton family bought into the Broncos. Yeah, he's right up there. And don't you have to trade with the Saints to get Peyton because he's because of his contract situation? Well, yeah, that ain't think, happening I think, then. I think for another year. 
Yeah, that ain't happening in the division. This isn't going to be a Jets, Patriots, Belichick yeah. thing. Well, I'm trying to think, Danny, who's like the young, hot coaching, or is there well, somebody who's out of coaching right now who they should go after? Obviously, the college thing ain't going to happen again there. Right. College isn't going to happen. It For some reason, it seems like Eric Bieniemy is not going to happen. Right. Um, if you're, you know, people will talk about Leslie Frazier. People will talk about Jim Caldwell. You know, if you're talking about guys like that, you know, Dan Caldwell Smith. does not have a job period right now. Correct. Correct. Um, Dan, well, how about Quinn? Dan Quinn? Yeah. That's a- yeah. Dan Quinn. But if, if it's me and, um, uh, I and listen, I'm in a town that they just hired Matt Eberflus, and it's going a little bit better than I thought, though tonight is a disaster. It's not going great, but just like culture-wise, it seems to be going okay. Um I would hire an offensive coach. And the majority of the names that we're throwing out there are defensive guys. Um Logan Paulson was on the show today. We had him on to preview the Washington game. He's a real smart dude, does media in DC. And he played basically for the Shanahan's for 75% of his career. Yeah. So he was he was there on that 2013 staff, whereas Mike Shanahan is the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, all on the yeah. staff. And I asked him about offensive def- versus defensive coaches, and he said w- one of the best years was that he played for Dan Quinn, but he was like, the problem with defensive coaches, he's like, if I was just going to generalize, and I never heard it said this way, he's like, Offensive coaches have a they're they're just more naturally going to evolve with the game because more of the evolution and the changes of the game are on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Whereas a defensive coach can kind of like I play cover two, I play three, four, you know what I mean? And they and get a little bit more stagnant with it. So, you know, I'd I'd hire what the offensive coordinator for what, who's like that? How about like, Mike? How about Mike Kafka with the Giants? Maybe I was thinking that that guy. What's his name? Thomas Brown with the Rams. Like the last McVay assistant. Who Another been, one. Just the yeah. whole, make the entire league out of McVay. Dude, it's the league. It's the league right now. Even it's though he's the, not having a good year at all, let's just continue to <laughs> scoop yes. up his yeah, minions. Well, Lafleur, uh, you know uh, Taylor. All these guys. Can I give you? Can I give you a wild one just to wrap this up? Sure. I would honestly consider this: if you could convince him that his only responsibility was coaching the team, and he could get involved and put in his two cents, but that's all you're going to fucking do. You're not taking over the organization. I would consider Bill O'Brien if I'm Tupper, because I think O'Brien is actually a good coach. I think when he starts trading guys for draft picks like a fucking moron, I think he commits self-sabotage. But I think as a coach on game day, I actually think for the most part, he gives you a competitive advantage. I think if he got hired, he would be one of the top 15 coaches in the NFL right now. Just don't let him anywhere near the personnel side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Look at what he did in Houston with with guys – who were not great quarterbacks, Danny. 
No, I I know. I hear you. Um, who's the GM? Like, I would need I would need it in writing. I, I, yes, yeah, that's what a contract is. That's what they call that. It's an I official document. <laughs> you you have Bill O'Brien and that ego signing a contract that says he gets to make like a he wants to be an NFL like, head coach again. I think he's going to have to do something like that because when he had carte blanche in Houston, it just went so bad. Yeah, I, I I'd bet against him being a head coach in the NFL again. Well, if Lovey Smith can do it about sixteen times, I think Bill <laughs> yeah, O'Brien yeah, probably yeah. get a second chance. Yeah, that's 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 true. All right, we done. We out of games. Yep, great stuff, dude. Oh th- yeah, great job by you, buddy. Uh, thank you to Spencer Ray. Subscribe, rate, review. Enjoy this crazy, awesome slate for Week Six. We'll talk to you after Sunday Night Football, Eagles and Cowboys. <laughs>